0: verse 25, join me on 26, and we'll read down through verse number 30, Matthew 11, uh, 25 uh, through 30, Matthew 11, Bible says, at that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent and hast revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in thy sight. All things are delivered unto me of my Father, and no man knoweth the Son but the Father, neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son, and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, For I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Oftentimes, we want to jump to the very end of this passage and skip what it teaches to begin with. Uh, We want the rest. But rest doesn't come before the work. And here tonight, as we finish up this series uh, on work good work and work is good parents make sure that you're teaching your kids work is good work is not a punishment work is an opportunity and it's part of god's plan for each and every one of us and we need to be teaching our kids how how to work and to be a good worker uh, but all of us need to uh, understand that. But we look at this and uh, we, we uh, quote these verses oftentimes. Uh, we we want the Lord to give us that rest, but there are things that he wants us to do before the rest. And so we're going to look at that tonight as we uh, finish up this series on good work. Father, I do pray that you'd bless. Uh, thank you for our people. Thank you for their Uh, dedication to you, to your house. They're they're here tonight. And Lord, I I, I know many of them are tired and uh, they've had a busy day, a busy week. And I do pray that you'd bless them for that. And help us as we open the Word of God. And may uh, each of us grow. May uh, the newest believer, uh, may they grow. And uh, the one that has been saved for decades upon decades... Uh, may each of us learn some things, solidify some truths, uh, some, uh, be stirred uh, in our own uh, service for you. And so I pray that you bless now, for Christ's sake. Amen. You can be seated. The Lord has been rejected in this passage and during this time. He has been rejected uh, by the religious and religion. Uh, he has been rejected as being the Messiah. Uh, they, the religious crowd were hanging on to uh, their religion, their rules, their plans, their authority, and they have, uh, they have uh, rejected the Savior. The Pharisees of the day were the ones who were guiding the people, and as they were guiding them, they weren't just guiding them, but they were putting great burdens on the people. They were using religion, they were using... Uh, they were using God's Word uh, and they were using it uh, not to help the people but to burden the people and so uh, these people were greatly burdened uh, with the law uh, and and because with the law you can't keep it and these Pharisees they were doing everything they could uh, to try to control people and they, and they use God's Word as a weapon. Uh, don't use God's Word as a weapon Uh, even when you are trying to teach somebody truth don't use it as a weapon to beat them up Uh, use it to edify use it to build up Uh, God does not use his word as a weapon against us and we have to be careful uh, just because we might know of a principle and a truth and we might be able to quote a verse to somebody uh, let's not use it to, to beat them up. Uh, let's use God's word to help grow them. Uh, and so uh, the, the Pharisees were not doing that. Uh, they promoted the keeping of the law uh, and the Torah. In the Torah, the Hebrew Old Testament, uh, there were 613 commands, 613. And the Pharisees knew all six hundred and thirteen. And they were just watching and waiting for somebody to slip up so they could nail them for, uh, for their failure. There were 248 uh, positive commands. There were 365 negative commands. And that equals 613. Isn't it amazing? Uh, a negative command for every day of the year. Uh, but uh, uh, so the 248 were the do's. The 365 were the do nots. And so these Pharisees, though, they put such a burden on the people that they were unable to keep all of the laws, and they would point out any errors and problems that they were uh, dealing with. And so uh, they, they were controlling the people. They were, uh, they were finding themselves, uh, trying to make themselves look better than everybody else. Uh, and you know what? Uh, we are not better than anybody. And we may have something, you may have some things in your life figured out, but we're not better than anybody. The person whose life is broken and torn apart, their life is just as valuable as, as your life. And we are not better than anybody. We may have been blessed and we may have been able to uh, make some good decisions in our life, uh, but that's just by the grace of God. Who knows where where we would be if God uh, had put us in a different situation, and uh, that we were born maybe in a different country or in a different environment? Uh, God's been so good to us, but these Pharisees uh, they were they were using the word of God to control people, uh, and that that is not what God's plan is. And so this resulted in people feeling unworthy, and the truth is we are unworthy. We are unworthy to come into the presence of God. But God allows us to. Not only does he allow us to, he invites us to. God is so, so amazing. I mean, he, he, knows, he knows everything about us. And he still wants us to come to him, pretty amazing God, our failures, the things that we struggle with God's so good, he is so good but these these people they were burdened down by the the Pharisees, and it resulted in people giving up or it resulted in them getting proud and becoming part of that pharisaical group and uh, and being being a tool against people instead of a tool for people. So the Lord reveals uh, himself, who he is, where he comes from. So let's look again here at verse number 25. And at that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent and has to reveal them unto babes now you have to remember context-wise he is nailing the Pharisees here these ones that are that are lifted up the wise the prudent these guys that think they've got everything together he is he is pointing them out and he's saying listen uh, you have hid it from me and them uh, but you have revealed them unto babes you have revealed the truths unto babes and uh god god wants to be recognized god wants to be understood and it's not just for those that have the uh the uh great intellect i'm sure i'm sure glad of that Uh, i've been going through the uh with staff and uh going through with our family uh the kids yesterday i was walking through the high school and uh, the ninth graders were on math And I looked at the screen and I saw all of these equations and I did not even know the symbols that were on these equations and so I took a picture and I sent it out to the family chat and I said who's smarter than a ninth grader Uh, because these first few weeks this is really just eighth grade work that's being reviewed uh, and I had no idea I didn't even know what the symbols were little so I had no idea what they were even asking uh, and so then I walk into the office today, and I show it to Anna, and she just gives me the answer. She knew it, and it's like, okay, whatever, uh, but, uh, uh, but it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. God, God wants to be revealed, and we don't have to be smart. We don't have to have a great intellect. And I'm thankful for our kids learning. And, and I'm, I am glad that there are people that have, have a great intellect. Uh, but, but God hasn't, he hasn't withheld himself uh, just to the select few. Uh, he has made himself available to all of us. And so Jesus said in verse 26, Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in thy sight, all things are delivered unto me of my Father. And no man knoweth the Son, but the Father, neither neither knoweth any man the Father, save the Son, and he to whomsoever the Son uh, will reveal him. And he's just saying, listen, he said, uh, the, these that are trying to put it out as though they know God, they don't know God. I know God. The one that they have been rejecting, Jesus said, I know the Father. And the Father knows me. And... The people that are going to know me the Father's going to reveal and the one that is going to know the father is because I will reveal the father to to them and and so here we just see how how the Lord works and uh, he reveals himself to us but without the uh, the Lord in our lives uh, we are empty we are empty we are born with a body a soul and a dead spirit. And until a person gets saved, they are only a partial person. They are not whole. And being a Christian, praise the Lord. What what fulfillment of being a child of God? There's fulfillment there. There's not fulfillment in the world. The devil steals from us. He doesn't give us anything. And so, uh, but here, uh, the Lord, uh, he, he has given us so much. Uh, for the saved, we have a mission, we have a purpose, we have a cause to live for, uh, and that, that cause, making disciples. Uh, one commentator uh, put it this way. He said, despite the growing opposition to Jesus, discipleship remains the only alternative that satisfies the deepest, um, the deepest human longings, only discipleship, uh, investing in people, investing in what Christ has put us here to do. That's what will bring that fulfillment. Uh, and so as we finish up this ser- this uh, series, I want to close it out with some familiar verses that I think uh, will help us. So number one tonight, uh, we see the word come, uh, verse number 28 Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy, heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Now, notice this. This word is an invitation. The Lord invites us to come to him. We, we have all been invited. Uh, and that invitation, uh, this invitation is open. This invitation is for all. This invitation is inclusive. It's not exclusive. It's inclusive. The Pharisees made it out as though only the ones that could keep and, and, and keep all these 613 laws. They tried to make it as hard as they could. Uh, but the Lord didn't make it that way. He said, Come. Uh, it was inclusive for everybody. Uh, Jesus said, Come uh, to in this invitation. The Pharisees said, Do. Jesus said, Come. And they said, You have to do all of these things. Jesus didn't say that. He just said, Come. Come unto me. So there is no do in salvation, it's done. There is no expectation of us doing anything. For salvation Christ has done that that invitation to come uh, it is an invitation to the lost it is the invitation uh, that uh, we can come to the Lord uh, and there is no righteousness of the law that will merit one second in heaven nobody's gonna get to heaven because of what they do nothing that we can do uh, their salvation is, is completely in the finished work of Jesus Christ, it's not in uh, it's not in baptism. It is not in an offering plate. It's not in a confession booth. Uh, it is it is in Christ completely. Uh, the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so, first, that invitation is to come. And if you're here tonight, and there has not been a time, a place where you have personally come to Christ, you have come. Uh, recognizing your need for a savior because you're a sinner. And because of that sin, uh, you are condemned without Christ. And if you can't go back to a time and a place where you have come to accept Christ as your savior, uh, now is the accepted time. Now is the day of salvation. Uh, That invitation, it went out. And he said, come. And so we see that uh, come uh, was put out. Secondly, we see take take verse 29 take my yoke upon you and learn of me for I am meek and lowly in heart and ye shall find rest unto your souls this taking is after we have come it's not an it is not a process salvation is not a process salvation is instantaneous Years ago, when I was first learning how to win somebody to Christ and open up the, the gospel and uh, sharing the Bible and, and leading somebody uh, through the gospel so they could trust Christ, uh, I remember going through it and I thought, man, I've got to do everything right. But the reality is, I could have done everything wrong. And if the Lord was drawing them for salvation, they would have been saved. The services when we invite people to come uh, to be able to come for salvation. If you're unsure, uh, we invite them to come. The reality is, when they come, they probably got saved when they stepped out of their seat to come. There's no magic prayer. When they step out of their seat, I need Jesus. I'm a sinner. I'm in need of a Savior. Don't look at me. I'm not preaching heresy here. The reality is salvation is easy. And as soon as in our heart we recognize that we need a Savior, we're a sinner, and Jesus Christ is the only way of salvation, and I'm gonna come and I want Him to be my Savior, uh, that's when we got saved. It wasn't after we went through all of the Romans Road and somebody led us in a prayer. And I am all for that because I want people to make sure that they understand. I want them to be able to go back in their mind and know, okay, uh, I did recognize that I was a sinner. Somebody did share with with me out of the Bible what God says. So for their assurance, uh, but the reality is they probably got saved when they first took that first step. So that first it's coming, but then there's that taking. He says, take my yoke upon you. This taking is after we have come. We have laid down that one yoke, that burden of law, that burden of expectation, that burden of perfection, that burden of sin and guilt. We're laying that yoke down when we come to Christ. Now we're taking another yoke. We're picking up a yoke uh, and we have come to the Lord but now we we take up a different yoke. The yoke of service. But it's a yoke of service with the Savior. With the Savior. Have you ever, have you ever had a child want to help you carry a bucket? Maybe you've got a, you've got a bucket and you've got about a 50-pound 50, 50 uh, bucket of water and you're trying to carry it and the kids want to help you. And they're, now all of a sudden, them helping you makes it harder. Now you're you're trying to carry the weight without them getting hurt. It's awkward. But they want to help. You know what? Taking on the yoke with the Lord, getting in the yoke with him, he will take on the god size part of that weight. Amen. Think about that. Whatever weight it is that we have to carry, the Lord will carry the God-sized part. He'll carry that heavy part. We don't expect that five-year-old to be able to carry that 65-pound uh, that 65, uh, 65 gal- uh, pail of water. We don't expect them to carry that, uh, but they sure do feel accomplished when they had their hand on that handle. They felt like they did it. What were they? They were in the yoke with you. They were helping you. You know, when we come to Christ for salvation, we get more than salvation. We get a savior for our life. For our life. He is is now saying, take my yoke. Get in the yoke with me. We will carry a yoke. And it doesn't matter if you choose one or not, you're going to carry one. I would rather be in the yoke with the Lord than in a yoke with the devil. So here, we want to skip to the rest, but there was that labor before the rest. He said, take my yoke. Uh, that's, That's what work the Lord's wanting to do. There's something the Lord is wanting to accomplish. And he is going to continue his work. And he wants us to be a part of it. He allows us to be a part of it. It's not that we have to serve the Lord. We get to. I don't have to do anything. I get to. I get to serve the Lord. I get to, uh, I get to uh, do what God would want me to do. It's a, it's a wonderful opportunity. Uh, the Lord said, take my yoke upon me. The Lord's work, his mission. Luke 19.10, the Bible says, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Uh, that was the purpose of the Lord's coming. So, so he wants us to get in the yoke with him because he's gonna be after uh, the Lord said, I must needs go through Samaria. Why? Because there was a woman there that needed to be saved. He, is, he, was, he set his, his eyes like a flint towards the cross. Why? Because there were people that needed salvation. Uh, and so the Lord's going to do his work. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Those nine people that trusted Christ this last week, they trusted Christ because somebody was in the yoke. What would happen if all of us were in the yoke? I didn't say whether all of us were here. How many of you, you go to work, but not everybody works? Okay? That's the same thing with God's house. The Lord didn't say, come and watch me work. He said, take my yoke upon you. And in the taking of that yoke, uh, as we get in the yoke with the Lord... What we find, he says, and learn of me. You learn so much about somebody when you work with them. You learn whether they want to be there or not. Have you ever worked with somebody that did not want to be there? Yeah. You know what? They're miserable to work with, aren't they? Have you worked with somebody that just really didn't care? No commitment? no care, no cause. There was just no drive, no mission to get something done. That's not how it's supposed to be. Lord said, take my yoke upon you. And when we we get into the yoke, that's when we learn about him. That's when we learn to care about what he cares about. You know the ones that the ones that are rejoicing the most over those that were saved this week are the ones that were responsible for them getting saved. They're pumped. you know why? because they had a part in somebody else they they are now more committed to see somebody else saved because they just got to be a part of seeing that those individuals saved. he says. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. So, so here we see that taking that yoke. Uh, Mark 16, 15, Bible says, and he said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. I went through uh, last night, Deb and I, uh, we had some running to do and uh, we uh, on our way back and she said, I want an ice cream cone. And I said, okay. I said, where are we going to stop? And we had already uh, been coming into Marysville. So we were coming out of Yuba City. And I thought, where are we going to get a soft serve ice cream cone? And she said, well, let's try McDonald's. Every time I go to McDonald's, uh, it seems like the ice cream machine is broke. I mean, it just seems like that thing's always broke. Uh, And so anyway, she said, well, stop at McDonald's. I said, well, we're going to get there and we're going to sit in line in the drive-thru and it's going to be broke. I said, then we're going to have to go back to Yuba City to go to Dairy Queen. She says, no, we're not going back to Dairy Queen. Uh, And so anyway, uh, we got through the drive-thru and they actually had ice cream. And so she got her ice cream cone. And so, uh, but with that, I uh, got up to the uh, first window to pay and I gave the lady a, a, a gospel track and she was kind and received it and uh, told her have a great night. Went to the next window and I reached in my pocket and the girl handed me the, uh, the ice cream cone and I said, hey, let me give you an invitation. And she backed up. I can't take that. Can't take that. You know what? I can't wait to go back to McDonald's. I'm going to get that girl a track. There's something going on in that lady's life. There's something that she's experienced. She has been hurt. She's experienced something that caused her to, to shy away from that gospel. I want to see that lady get saved you know it's exciting to be a part of God's plan it's exciting to be able to share the gospel with people I wish everybody I talked to got saved they don't but I talk to people And we need to be sharing the gospel. We need to take that yoke upon us. Uh, So uh, he goes on. We have the Great Commission, Matthew 28, 19, and 20. But he said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Uh, And so it's not in the observation of what the Lord's doing. It's in the obedience of what he has told us to do. He's not called us to be observers. He's called us to be obedient. He said, Well, I just don't know if I can do that. Well, let's let's see how that works with your kids. You tell them to do something. Well, you know, I just don't think I can do that. Would that fly? Absolutely not. Well, it shouldn't anyway. All right, so take my yoke upon you. Uh, and so here we need, to be, uh, we need to be committed to what the Lord has called us to do. Uh, we get to be in the yoke with the Lord. We get to see his heart. We get to see his care. We get to see the commitment uh, that, that the Lord had, and we get to be a part of uh, his plan. And so our commitment uh, too often is fragile. We're up, we're down. I wish I was always up, don't you? But we are. We, We are fragile. The Lord is faithful. That's why we've got to be in the yoke with Him. Because we can't do it on our own. We can't accomplish. He said, Without me, you can do nothing. We need the Lord. And so we can be a part of uh, his plan. So we see, first of all, he said, come. Then he said, take. Uh, Then we see, ye shall find. Verse 29, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. We blast through the other parts, and we just want the rest for our souls that rest is available that rest comes firstly because we have come rest is a result of peace have you ever have you ever had time to sleep but you didn't get any rest because your mind didn't have any peace Because we come to Christ for salvation, we're justified by faith. Romans 5 1. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. So, because we come to Him for salvation, we can have peace with God. But when we have taken the yoke upon Him, upon us, and we have been in the yoke working with Him, we can have the peace of God. Peace with God predicates peace of God. But when we're in the yoke and we're working with him, we can have peace, the peace of God. He said, ye shall find rest unto your soul. Not just any rest, not just physical rest. Ye shall find rest... Under your soul. The very, your very being, you can find rest. And the Lord will give that to us. Because we have peace with God, we can have the peace of God. Go to Philippians chapter 4. I'm going to skip down a few things here. For time's sake, Philippians chapter 4 and verse number 6. The Bible says, be careful for nothing. Think on these things. What is it? The peace of God. The peace of God comes as a result. Good work. You're in the you're in the yoke with him. And he gives us that peace. That peace that our soul needs, it's available in the Lord. That doctor can give you as many pills as as your body can handle, and you won't find peace. They can give you as many labels as, as they want to, and they will. They'll give you all kinds of labels. But peace doesn't come from that. That peace, that rest, it comes from the Lord. And he shall keep our hearts and minds that is through Christ Jesus. Everything that we have is available to us because we have first come. Because we are a child of God, we have access to God. But in that in that coming to God, then we get to work with God. And then we can find the peace of God. And that's all made available to us. So when we are struggling in our soul, we need to back up and say, okay, child of God, if you're saved, go back to salvation because that's where it all starts. Then you go, okay, have I taken the yoke? am I in the yoke with the Lord? Because if I'm in the yoke with the Lord and I am learning of Him, those predicate me having that peace of God, that rest unto my soul. So here's just a recipe. It's a recipe of rest. But the recipe of rest is... Part of that recipe is us working together with the Lord, being a co-laborer together. And so let's, let's enjoy the rest. Let's enjoy the time working together with him. And as we do so, we will, we will find that he is there, and he will give us that rest that we need in, in our times of need. Father, I pray that you'd help us tonight. Thank you for our people. Thank you for your word. Be, thank you for being a God. Who doesn't just leave us down here to deal with the problems and the trials of life? Uh, you are You are near, and we thank you for that. And tonight, I do pray that you'd bless our people and and help us, Lord, as we endeavor to serve you. I pray that you'd work in our lives and in our hearts. Uh, help us uh, to see the areas that we need to work on. Help us not to be like the Pharisees. Uh, help us, uh, Lord, to be uh, a child that uh, would come by faith uh, and just follow your leading and guiding in our life. And I pray that you would help us to know you better. And so bless now this invitation. Speak to hearts. Heads bowed, eyes closed. We're not going to have a call to invitation. Uh, but maybe you're here tonight and the Lord has uh, put his finger on something in your life. Maybe, maybe you, you need salvation. Maybe you're here tonight and you're saved, but you've been an observer. You've not been obedient. The Lord put his finger on something there. Maybe you just need to, to draw closer to the Lord and, and seek uh, to, to know him better. And in doing so, uh, we can find that rest. You say, Pastor, the Lord spoke to my heart. He put his finger on some things in my life. He's, he's definitely done so in my life as I've studied this out. And you say, Pastor, that's me tonight. Lord put his finger on something in my life and I'm gonna, I'm gonna do business with God. Praise the Lord. Now, Father, you see the the hands and the needs that each one has. I pray that you would just work and help us uh, to be who you'd want us to be, uh, grow us, mature us, help us to be uh, a better representative of you, help us to be the co-worker that we need to be, uh, the co-laborer together with you, uh, and help us uh, as we serve you. And so bless now each person, give us safety as we travel home, for Christ's sake, amen. All right, God bless you. Have a wonderful evening. See you on Sunday.